And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rufino. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, good sir. So I'm still trying to decipher, Blake, if Nick Saban's daughter liking my tweet regarding his son's putting or her son's putting avail, uh, ability. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if that was because she thought it was funny or if she was mad for criticizing her if son's she was, focus. If she was mad, she definitely, Kristen would have definitely let you know. Believe, Pro- believe you me. Oh, probably. no. I'm not guessing. I'm telling you, <laughs> she would have let you know. Uh, but nevertheless, tell, obviously there was a video that was released by Kristen Saban. Uh, our photo, uh, Kristen Saban, her son putting with her grandfather, Nick Saban, uh, the legend head coach, in which you said. I said he needs to lock the fuck in if he wants to hit that putt. And he, he was roaming around on the ground. But she liked the tweet. I thought that was I thought that was funny. I got a kick out of that. Well, because it's so true. And you know what's yeah. true about it? His granddaddy probably told him the same thing. Saban <laughs> probably told his grandson, you need to focus and you need to lock in. What is the likelihood that Nick Saban tells his five, four or five-year-old grandson that he needs to get more serious? That was the first thing that popped in my head. And I, I hope that's true. And that was like the first thing I was thinking of. I wonder what that conversation is like on the putting green on the golf course with Saban and his grandson. It's probably somewhere along those lines. Well, I tell you what, uh, maybe Saban did get out at the right time because we are expanding this playoff. And Joe was announced the 5 7 model for the playoff, but it was also reported today by Pete Thamel that they had deep discussions about pushing the playoff in 2026 to a 14-team playoff. We haven't even had our first playoff game of the expanded playoff. Like, Why can't we just see what it looks like first before we talk about expansion? Yeah, I really thought that the conversation that we were going to be focusing on today is, all right, how is this going to look with the five and seven? all that we're still going to talk about it but there was just this late sprinkle thrown into the mix oh by the way they're talking about 14 the hell you mean 14 where did that come from who's talking about i want names i want to name names can we start mentioning who brought this up i'm willing to bet it's not everybody and it was probably a couple of individuals and i'm wondering are those people really connected to the sport or are those some of the individuals on the playoff committee that have other interests, which we've talked about a ton on the show? M O N E Y. How many times have I come on this show and said, even with like the Florida state realignment, Mm. which I got blistered over. Okay. By Florida state fans. I understand their pain. They want to make more money. Joe, you, we have to go to a commissioner. We have to get a commissioner in the sport. If you allow 20 people to make decisions, nobody's going to have the same focus and same direction because everybody has different opinions. Everybody has different goals for their, for themselves for their universities, there's no centric voice. The problem, though, Blake, is the only way that we get a commissioner is if we eventually move to the two-conference format like we've talked about or if Charlie Baker promotes. I disagree with that. 
don't let the commissioners be like lieutenants. Let them be your lieutenants. But when it comes down to playoff expanding, okay, when it comes to in matters of the playoff, when it comes to enforcement, those kinds of things, let them run that. Don't everything else with the conferences, let it be, let it go. But then who is going here's the problem. Who is going to be in charge of picking said commissioner? It would need to be appointed by Charlie Baker. And do we trust him to pick somebody well, who has the best interest of the of the sport? Well, no. Can I can I throw something out that's crazy? Yeah. Can I don't want to say can fans vote because that'd be stupid. But can can we can the fans vote to see if they want a commissioner? Like if we put out a poll and we said, do you think college football needs a commissioner? They don't care what the fans think on something like this. That's the problem. That is the problem. What do you mean you don't care? The fans are the reason that you make money. Well, you wouldn't have a 12-team playoff if they cared how the fans felt. The real and it's the thing a lot that of people Pitt, wanted the expansion. You don't. They, they did, and Pate, Josh Pate's one of the people who's brought this up a lot. The real football fans, college football fans that have been invested for decades, are fine with the way that things currently are. Some like the idea of expansion, but don't really see the positives of if of it expanding further than it is, and all that stuff. But the reason why, plain and simple, why they're doing this is because they don't care about. Those already invested fans, they want to introduce models that is going that are going to increase the scope of viewership. It's just like all the people that suddenly hopped in and watched the national championship and the college football playoff and all these NFL fans that were hopping in and talking about Michael Penix and saying how this guy should be the first overall pick. And they don't really have a scope on how the whole season played out. They want to find ways to get outside fans to invest in the sport. And that's why it's clear and evident that they don't care what we think and they're not they're never going to the the networks that are moving all of this are motivated by increasing their bottom line and the way that they do that is by focusing less on the people who care about the sport and the ones that they haven't converted yet so we'll talk about that <laughs> and see okay. what me and, yeah. and, and and you believe on that uh, did Notre Dame get the shaft of not having an automatic qualifier? We will touch on that. Our Notre Dame uh, man right here, Joe DeLeon, I'm assuming has some very choice words uh, in yeah. this decision. I'm I'm going to – here's how here's how I'm going to word this. I'm going to tell you to calm down, young grasshopper. It's not as big of a deal as Notre Dame fans think it is. I think my response is going to surprise you. Because it's not going to be what you think it is. Okay, I'm not happy with it, but we'll we'll I'll save my thoughts on this for when we get to it. Also, Kenny Dillingham, the head coach of Arizona State, told all the other coaches who were complaining about being a head coach to shut up. That you're stop acting like a little girl. We'll touch on that, and if we have time, we'll talk about the first year expectations for Michigan head coach Sharon Moore. So, Joe, we got lots to discuss here. There's already a lot of battling inside of the chat. Notre Dame fans are throwing hands. The, the Fighting Irish are pissed off that they do not have an automatic qualifier, so we'll touch on that. Let's waste no time here, man, because, Joe, look, we just got so much that we need to talk about. 
Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online and let's get to it. But before we do that, everybody do us a favor, hit the like and share. If you're on Facebook, hit that like button, hit the share, share to all those social media groups, share to your own social media pages. You're watching us, listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Joe, let's talk about our good friends at Bet Online. The college football playoff. Did Notre Dame get the shaft? We talk about all that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! Okay. Screech in the voice there. I said, okay. Sound like, like me. Yeah, I did. I, I normally don't sound like a woman. Um, just joking. Just joking. All right, let's get to it, Joe. We don't have a lot of time to waste here. We got lots that we need to discuss. Joe, it was announced this week that the college football playoff has come up with a new format of five automatic bids to conference champions, four obviously being in the power four and the other being the highest group of five, which I thought the wording on this was very weird. They mm -hmm. actually contradict themselves in their format because they say the five the five highest ranked conference champs, and then they said the, the seven highest ranked at-large bids, which they didn't really say a power four. So they never really made a decision on the pack two. That just that that format never came out. Wait, wait so uh, the Pac-12 is not, no matter what, is not eligible to be considered a conference because they don't have enough members. So they're automatically removed from the equation, it, no matter if they made a decision there. on it. It's not in there. It's, I an in, it's an indirect understanding that they're not eligible. I believe okay. that's a separate guideline and ruling. So just to clarify that. Well, even for an at-large bid? Yeah, because they only have two members right now. They are they not. They can't get an at-large bid? No, they can't. No matter what, because they don't have enough teams. They can't get in the playoffs no matter what. No, they can get into the playoffs. That's oh, sorry. Yes, they can get in through an at-large bid. But they cannot qualify for a conference-winning qualifier. Either way, the the wording was very confusing, but now we have some understanding of what that is. Joe, I, I kick it over to you first. What do you think about the 5-7 format? What do you think about the automatic qualifiers? What do you think of this ruling? Yeah, I, I'm not really surprised by this at all. I think that this is something that was inevitable and it was coming. Um, I think that this is better for the the whole playoff itself that we're – going with the five, and then we're going to have seven at-large teams that are going to be competing. Those seven teams, probably going to be a lot of SEC and Big Ten teams. And that is what is going to improve the product of the quality that we're going to be watching, is more Big Ten and SEC teams that are going to be participating in this. I think, though, the one piece that really catches my eye 
I, I really don't love how the G5 is going to get as, as much representation as they're going to get. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for them to get a buy in this situation, but for them to get the automatic qualifier, I think that it's just so rare that we're going to have a team that's competitive enough coming from the G5, especially in the modern era of college football, that is going to be competitive enough to compete with any of the teams in the field. We're never going to get back to that Cincinnati team that made it to the playoff because that was pre-transfer portal madness, pre-NIL madness. Now, anytime a team has a good roster, it gets pulled apart. We are, are going to get more teams like Liberty that get smoked when they play Oregon. I okay. I I, I have made my bones about that. I one thousand percent agree with you. I don't think they deserve to be in. So let me echo what you just said. I'm one thousand percent with you on. I don't think a group of five teams should have an automatic uh, bid whatsoever unless they're good enough and it's deemed worthy enough that they are good enough to be in there. AKA Boise State that year that they beat Oklahoma so many years ago. I think that team could have had a very good. Uh, uh, you could have made a decision that maybe they could have been uh, on a, a team that could have made a little bit of a run. Joe, you know what my biggest complaint in all of this po- playoff expansion is? What? Automatic qualifiers. Can I tell you why? We're going to have a Big 12 champion this year that's going to be 10-2. and two. And then we're going to have a team in the SEC and likely in the Big 10 that won't have an automatic qualifier that will curb stomp the Big 12 champion. So let me give you, let me paint you a scenario very quickly. Let's okay. say Georgia and Texas play in the SEC championship game this year, a rematch. And let's just say they split, okay? Let's just say Georgia loses at Texas but wins in the SEC championship game. Well, Texas doesn't have an automatic qualifier. Let's say Oregon, Ohio State, play each other in the Big Ten ch- in, in the Big Ten title game, okay? Oregon loses. They don't get an automatic qualifier. But you know who will have an automatic qualifier in a first-round bye? Let's just say Utah wins the Big 12. I absolutely loathe, okay, automatic qualifiers. Joe, they are going to be uh. a they are going to be a top four seed. I do not believe that you can quantify a especially in a conference that is not going to be any good, that they should have a first round bye. How can you do that? Let me give you an example. There's a there's a very strong possibility. A very strong possibility that Utah plays two ranked opponents this year. Oregon might play two ranked opponents in back-to-back weeks going into the Big Ten. They might play five ranked opponents this year. So it's not even remotely close to the same of what they've done. It is a mass. So, Joe, let me give you, I finally found an argument and a take that can stop you from the automatic qualifier. You ready? You just said that you don't like the G5 having an automatic qualifier, correct? Yeah, yes. What's the difference in the Big 12 and a champion from the Big 12 or the ACC or any conference for that matter, okay, if we know that they're not good enough? It's the same debate and conversation that we've always had when there was a four-team playoff 
And it's the conversation on how much do we value the fact that a team won their conference. Plain and simple, it's important. But it wasn't an automatic qualifier if you won your I know, I know, I know. Well, it wasn't an automatic qualifier, but in principle, it's the same debate that we're having, just like with um, this past year that we had with Florida State winning their conference. Do they deserve to get in over other teams just because? ECU is laughing over here. They didn't win their they didn't win their conference and they and they got in. The 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 point I'm trying to get here is I don't think that it's bad to value winning your conference. That is an important part of college football is winning your conference. There's more there's 12 teams now. This isn't a a small playoff field where we could end up having a messy situation like we see in the NFL all the time with teams with losing records that are getting into the playoffs. That obviously won't have an area. That that's obviously not going to happen here, but there has to be some value in criteria on what proves the best teams are. More often than not, a team that wins their conference is going to be one of at least the top five or six teams in the country. Can very Kansas, rarely, very rarely State, will... Okay, to your point, can Kansas State beat Oregon, Texas, Ole Miss on a neutral field right now? I, I have to I have to see them play. I I can't I can't say with absolute okay. certainty there. Well, we do way too early. Let's do okay. this way too early. Can Kansas State beat any one of those teams I just mentioned? I, right I think now? that they can. I think that they can play competitively. I think that Utah could play competitively. I, against I just those want teams. a yes or no answer. Can they? Yes. Beat? Yeah. Okay. okay. Let me rephrase. Is there a strong possibility that they can beat them? No. You know what so, I'm trying wait, to Wait, we can't make these decisions based on strong possibilities because that's an objective or a subjective conversation. That is completely okay. opinion-based if we think certain teams could easily beat other teams. It's the whole point of why we do the show, why we talk about the sport so much is because there isn't really much certainty. We think certain teams are... We said that there was absolute certainty that Georgia was going to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. No, and we they did didn't. Not. No, we did not. I said it was a three-point game. Stop that now. Stop with your lies. We still, you we still both picked that? Georgia, and most people on this planet picked Georgia. Forget the scoring. Forget the scoring. We still said Georgia will beat Alabama. That was the wording that was said on this show. But you know what Alabama wasn't? What? They're not a team in the Big 12 named Utah. They had Nick Saban. It's a completely different scenario and situation. That's an SEC team, and you're making my point here. You're 1,000% making my point. Georgia, okay, to this example, if if Utah goes 10-2, and 9-3, and three and wins their conference, they're not going to be better than Georgia, and you know that. It is highly unlikely that a conference winner will have three losses. I, I will I will stand on the table for that. I think there is Kansas State zero. literally did it a year and a half ago. They had two losses. A 10 and 2 team. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. My whole point here is that a team that wins their conference has proven and done enough throughout the course of the season to prove that they're worthy of being a top six team. If you're in the top six, six discussion, you should get priority over the teams that did not win their conference. Joe, they're not, but that's not the point here. They get a first round by, let me give an example. Wait, 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 wait. That's not true. They do not get, not every single conference winner gets a first round by. That's not, that's not true. Yeah. Only wait. 
<laughs> what are you not talking true. about here? Not every single conference winner gets a 12-team a, a, a buy. Your highest four conference championship winners. I'm pulling, I'm pulling up. Yeah, pull it up. See what happens. Four teams, four teams get a buy. Okay. Yeah. That Conference is not champions. But that's not a guarantee that all it is the a guarantee. They just guaranteed it. They there's five teams that are automatically qualified. Joe, then what is the automatic qualifier then? If they're not going to be a top four team, then what is an automatic qualifier? They're there not are, going to put a conference wait. champion at seven. Yes, obviously. But what I'm saying is that there's five automatic qualifiers. Not all five four. of them get a buy. Not all five of those teams get a buy. No, the group of five, the group of five team is the only team that doesn't get the buy. So, if, so if theoretically, if one of those teams that wins a conference is so shit, they won't get a buy. They it would get pushed out by the other automatic qualifiers. here because I'm not. You know, Joe, you know good and goddamn well that there's not going to be a Big 12 team ranked lower than the highest group of five champion. But that's my whole point, is that there is such a small possibility that we're not going but to have a team that wins me, their conference that isn't going point. to be worthy of being in the conversation. This goes 11-1, and one and Utah's a 10-2 and two team, and you know from what you've seen, Texas is 11-1, and one, and hold on, goddammit, and it's no you Utah has no business being a top four ranked team. Automatic qualifiers can take a dog shit because they're not worth a damn. You're in a sport where recruiting matters and teams are built off of recruiting. You know, I know, my meemaw knows, everybody knows that automatic qualifiers are dog shit. You have to win the games that you play. It's the same thing that we did two years ago when we talked about Alabama and why they didn't deserve to get in because they didn't have enough wins. There is no shot in hell with the current format of the SEC and the Big Ten with the amount of teams that are now playing it and the amount of games in conference that they're going to play that will have more than one team go undefeated or have one loss or sorry, go undefeated oh. heading into the championship game. That is very unlikely. More oh, likely than not, the team hey. that loses the conference championship hey. game. Let me finish. Stop. Let me finish. It is more likely than not that the teams that don't win their conference championship games and lose and get into the playoff are going to have two losses. Alabama and Kansas State played in the bowl game that year, the Big 12 champion, and Alabama clapped those cheeks by 40. So the year that you're talking about, the Big 12 champion that would have had an automatic qualifier. Hold I'm on. I'm not saying that they're comparable teams. I'm saying that Hold you on. have to win the games on the field to get no, into we, this. We literally, we literally just saw what would happen. It's not a beauty pageant. It's the same thing as the Florida State conversation no, that we had a million a years ago. Pageant. You're making it a beauty I'm pageant. Not. Hold on. Yes, you are. You make it. You know what you do? You give participation trophies to teams no. that have no business being in a top four scenario. Win your conference. Win your conference if no, you want to buy. What's tougher, winning the SEC or the Big 12? Win your conference. That's what not the conversation. Can you just once in your godforsaken life tell me? What obviously, is, the SEC okay, or whatever you said. Me yes. This question: What is tougher, winning the Big Ten or the Big Twelve? Obviously, the Big Ten. Okay, is it tougher to get to those championship games than it is what it, or what it would be in the Big Twelve? 
It's never it's obviously harder. It's not equal, though. Their teams are not on the same playing field. Let me give an example. You like to bring up the NFL a lot, right? Yeah. But the NFL goes to other divisions a lot of times. You play more division or non-division games or the same amount of division games that you do non-division games. So you're going – you can have a team like my team, the Saints, that goes to Seattle and San Fran – Okay, then comes home, plays a conference game or division game. Then they go to Green Bay the next week. So every time y'all come up with these NFL solutions, saying, well, the NFL does that, it's never the same. It's not, Joe, there is no way in godforsaken hell that we can come to a situation where the suits – in this room are coming up and saying, you know what? You know what would be cool? If everybody got an automatic qualifier for a conference champ. But, okay, but the problem is, the problem is, is that remove the automatic qualifiers. How do we create these rankings? We're going to value teams winning their conferences when we create these rankings. The rankings determine the seedings, and as it's always been in the history of the college football playoff ranking, the teams that have won their conferences have gotten a boost. What they're going to do? What they're doing? What do Joe, you mean misunderstanding what they're doing? They've always done this. The teams that have won their conferences have always gotten a boost. It's why Georgia ended up at six. They lost their conference. They got and moved TCU down to six. Lost the conference and didn't move. It was never an automatic qualifier. Again, we are going to be in. A it was an automatic qualifier because there were four teams, and you had to qualify to be one of those four teams. It's not literally by the verbiage an automatic qualifier. No, but the debate was the four teams that qualified to get no in. No way, no way, Jose! You could lose your conference championship and get in. We literally had a national champion two years ago get in and not win their conference. We have to include this because then there would be an imbalanced representation by certain conferences because certain committee members are going to have biases based on the conferences of the teams that they play in. We had a Pac-12 team that made it this year that just whooped the ass of a team that was that is now on its way to the SEC. They won their conference championship game. What do you, yeah, Washington won their conference championship okay. game. Okay, they, they deserve but to be there. More often than not, and you did this the whole year. You're one of these people the whole year discounted everything that Washington did because they were in the Pac-12. Did I ever finish the season hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I ever say that they didn't deserve to win, to be in the playoff when they were undefeated? Did I not come you, out here and eat my word? Constant, you you yeah, you did at the very end of the year. You eventually agreed, but it took them winning their conference and I going undefeated. I thought that they ultimately weren't going to lose. They proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. My whole my whole thought about this was. But that's my whole point, though, is that the the general biases of certain people, and I'm not saying you're biased. I'm I'm I you are. We both we both are biased. We're everybody has their own biases that that occur in their decision making. What I'm trying to get at, though, is that if you don't have these qualifiers, then we're going to end up with mostly Big Ten and SEC teams that are that are being represented. That's just what it's going well, to eventually be. Well, let me ask you this. Then why can't Notre Dame be an, have an automatic qualifier? No, let's talk about okay. Notre Dame. Why can't they have it? If my argument is so flawed, then why can't Notre Dame have an automatic qualifying bid? Uh, so, okay, so, so now, we hold on. We get to a situation where... Okay, now I'm at, we're about to talk about Notre Dame. 
which is your school, by the way. Yes. Okay. Notre Dame can, and it's been reported for a long time here. This is nothing new. It's going to be unable to have an automatic qualifier because they don't play in a conference championship game. They're not in a conference, clearly. Do you, number one, do you agree with that? I, uh, I hate this See? kind of okay. See? You know what? You know what? I don't care. Notre Dame, I think, is a very different circumstance because oh, Notre so Dame plays a very different. Yeah, it is because Notre Dame consistently plays one of the hardest schedules in the country every single year. They deliberately, intentionally schedule a difficult schedule. Then what do you, can, can, before we talk about Notre Dame here? Then what do you call the SEC and Big Ten schedules? I'm not saying that the, the, versus the Big Twelve. So you I'm, just proved my but point. But they they play a number. They have consistently played a number of the top teams in the SEC and the Big Ten over the past decade. They've played Georgia. They're playing Texas A&M this upcoming year. They played Ohio State back to back. My point is here, and what I wanted to talk about with this Blake and why they got screwed. Jack Swarbrick was one of the original architects for this. He was. So we don't have a right to complain. I'm which, is be their, just, which is the Notre Dame's former athletic director, just so people that yes. don't Okay. I will be the first to say here, they don't have a right to complain because Swarbrick was the one who agreed to this. They, they, they don't. They just, they don't. We don't. But I have a right to bitch at Jack Swarbrick, who has done a number of things to negatively position the team that I root for. He screwed us over a number of times with hirings and the way things have been handled. And here we are now, by not putting up more of a fight in order to find some sort of a loophole for Notre Dame to get in. There should be some sort of ruling that allows if Notre Dame is – all I'm asking is if Notre Dame is undefeated, they should be allowed to qualify because they are a one of the few remaining independents to fit in as an automatic qualifier. I'm not asking for them to be an automatic qualifier just because the committee liked what they did this year. They deserve, if they are undefeated with the schedule that they play, should be enough proof that they deserve to be an automatic qualifier. Swarbrick screwed us out of that. He's the one who screwed us out of that by not putting up a fight. But I don't think that that is an unfair statement to make in this discussion. It is. Can I tell you why? Why? Because you will never play in a conference championship game. I, like ever. You're already getting a bye. So in theory, you would have two buys. You can't you can't not be in a conference. So let me give an example. It's unfair to literally. You were talking about what's fair and unfair. It's literally unfair to everybody else in on planet Earth in college football for them to have to play a conference championship game and for Notre Dame not to. It's less about having the week off. And having that bye week, Joe, you play college wait. football for far too long. You know what a bye week does for all of us. I'm saying that it has more to do with them getting unfavorable matchups, them having to realistically that if, if they can't have an AQ, the highest that they can be seated is five. And I believe if they end up as the five seed, that would present them a difficult first, not a super difficult first round matchup, but the second round matchup would not be easy. They wouldn't be able to position themselves to be one of the top four teams to have a easier path. They are always consistently, because of the shitty decision-making and negotiating, are always going to have one of the more difficult paths to get to the, to the national championship game. They well, dug themselves you, a hole. You also don't have to play a ranked opponent in a conference championship game. 
like what everybody in the Big Ten is going to do. Like, for example, even if you had to play Iowa, Joe, you're still playing Iowa. Like, even if you're playing, um, well, I guess we really can't. Okay, we'll just do this. Imagine not having the week off when Georgia has to play Alabama or Alabama has to play Georgia, however you want to word it. It's a big difference, brother. It's a massive difference because they could easily lose a game against Alabama, Georgia, and I'm going to be real with you. Alabama could have lost to anybody this year. Now they had Nick Saban, but you know, you and I both know they could have lost to a lot of teams this year, but even though they pulled out those games. My only point is I, I, don't, I don't see this as an issue for Notre Dame. Can I tell you why? Why? Because you're going to have a bye week, okay, when everybody's playing conference championship games, and if you're high enough a seed, you're going to have a playoff game at home. You're going to play the same number of games that Georgia or Texas – or Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, you'll play all play the same number of games. It just comes in different weeks. I, I if I'm correct, the first round of this playoff is not immediately following the conference no, championship. Like two games. and a half weeks, I believe. But my but my point is my point Joe, you know how much of an advantage that is that they don't have to play in a conference championship game. Then why the other teams too that don't have to play in a conference championship game that are going to they don't have automatic qualifiers? Which is the argument. That's not. That's not why I'm bringing that up, though. I'm just saying that there. It's not a. It's not a hindrance, and it's not going to hold back teams because they have to play an extra game and they have to play in their conference championship game. It, It is not some massive holdbacks no, that they have to play them. Can I be honest? I know you're, you're about to be – you're going to call me crazy here. I think it's a massive ad- advantage. That they don't have to play – you're saying that a it's conference an advantage for Notre Dame. They don't have an automatic qualifier. Yeah, I do. Be- and, let me, and let me tell you why. Because if you're five playing 12 at a playoff game at home, that's a big moneymaker. Massive moneymaker. On your own, gate, ticket, tailgating – to the economy, it's a big deal. I think Schwarbrick actually, believe it or not, Joe, the only way you get it is to get it to be in a conference, right? Like to get an automatic bid. But could you imagine a playoff game? Joe, imagine. I don't know. Well, because it'd probably be a number 12 team. But no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have to be. Joe, imagine. I'll give you one. Imagine Brian Kelly returns to South Bend in a playoff game. By the way, you didn't play in a championship game two week, two and a half weeks before. You mean to tell me that that's not a massive deal for Notre Dame? You're all going to play the same number of games, and you get a playoff game at home. So you can't have it both ways. You can't not play in a conference championship game and then want an automatic qualifier because your schedule is undefeated. Because you know what the new AD is going to do? Y'all are going to put – let me, let me ask you this question. You have said multiple times on this show already that next mm-hmm. year that their schedule is really light. Did you not? Yeah, it is. It is pretty light next now, year. Now, what happens if past. they go undefeated and Texas plays, which they could, Texas plays six ranked opponents this year. Six ranked opponents as of right now, which we would project them to do. What, but, but wait, wait. But this circumstance that I'm bringing up is not for the scenario of this upcoming year because – well then, when their, their resume, their, their resume next year, if they go undefeated, as I've mentioned before, is not going to be super impressive to go undefeated. They're they're actually probably not if they go undefeated, going to get that five spot. They're probably more likely to give that five spot 
to somebody who lost their conference championship game. I'm well, willing to bet point. right now that that's going to happen. Kelly coming up there, a revenge, a revenge game. But this is what this Joe, is the whole sidebar. Can we go? Oh yeah. If yeah, that we, happens, we, can we go? I mean, the committee is going to do it deliberately. They tried to do it this year with the with the Relia question. I mean, it's going to it's going to local chilies because you only have chilies in South Bend, right? Stop it! Stop it! Cut the bullshit! Okay, cut the cut the cut the bullshit! My whole point here, though, with Notre Dame is that for the the scenario where the times that they've gone undefeated and they've beaten teams like Clemson that were were top ranked teams and they've gone along and you know, say they, they had beaten Ohio state and, and they have these opportunities to play these top premier programs in the past. They've played Michigan. If they have a schedule and a resume that is comparable, if not better than which in the future, they're going to deliberately try to schedule as many difficult non-con opponents as possible to bolster that resume. If they face as difficult of a schedule as Texas, this is where the scenario comes into play. If they play as many ranked opponents as an sec team and they go undefeated it's bullshit that in this scenario, as we've talked about here, that if we have a two-loss conference winner, by the way, it's plausible that we have a two-loss SEC champion. That is very plausible with the amount of teams and the new conference format. It's unfair to Notre Dame to automatically be at a hindrance that they have to play the extra game thing. I understand to your point, it is an advantage that they have that week off. But to be given a more difficult path when they've earned the right to be playing an easier path to play easier opponents is where I'm saying that it's bullshit. And I'm not saying that it's bullshit on the playoffs end. And I'm not trying to put my hand up and say, woe is me. Again, I'm pointing my blame at, Swar blame at Swarbrick for agreeing to this and not trying to put up some sort of a loophole fight in order to get them into the mix as one of the automatic qualifiers. And it would solve your problem. What's if, my it, problem? If they get an automatic qualifier for going undefeated, it automatically bumps out one of the shitty conference winners that you brought up earlier. How many times can – well, no, you can't do that. Because, again, they will have less number of games than everybody else. One less game. But if they play as many ranked one opponents less, as those teams, who is why the does one it matter? Less game against? There's a big difference that, oh, it's one less game when you're going up against Georgia. No, buddy, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. It just it, it just doesn't. When you when when my school's got to play Georgia in the SEC championship game and you get to sit there and put a Twinkie up your ass, no. <laughs> but this is why this whole thing is crazy. Notre Dame could end up being the number one team in the country and they could go on to have to be then the five seed in this playoff. That's what that's what I'm I'm trying to get at. And I yeah, go ahead. You made a joke about sticking something in my ass. Uh why I have problem with this is to put together <laughs> to put together a dominant season if you're Notre Dame, and then to immediately get pushed back all the way to five is is where I have problem with it. You done laughing at your, your no, terrible joke? No, it wasn't a terrible joke. It's pretty oh. stupid. Okay. I, I look. I don't know if you don't want to have it in this in this situation. Again, do you not want a playoff game at home? I, I mean, I so I, I, I do, but so you to this point though, you you win your first round, your first round, you're the five seed, and then you come back around and you play a four seed. Let, you're you don't get any more. Ask, you don't. They but, but here's my ultimate thing before we wrap this Notre Dame thing up. 
Okay. You have an ultimate advantage by not being in a conference for one week. Okay. Right? Yeah, it is. It is an advantage. And, and can I be honest with you? Going and playing Stanford, it's like playing an FCS opponent. <sighs> it's not. I think that this is going to more negatively impact the seeding on Notre Dame no matter what they do because they're not an automatic qualifier. They're constantly going to be said – and, and push down in the rankings. No matter how good they do during the season, they're going to – I think it's going to be even hard as shit for them to get to that five seed. I think we're going to constantly hear arguments against them, and they're going to – it's going to be you know, impossible if they play, for them to get that they, five seed. If they play 10 Power 5 opponents, you won't. Nobody plays 10 Power 5 opponents. You do. You will. Do that this upcoming year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you play 10 power final opponents. How do I know your schedule more than you do? I have terrible memory. I do too. Wait, they got one, two. Do we, no, they have the Army, NIU. Oh, I forget and about Army. Miami of Ohio. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're American team. Now. Hell, you can lose some. Oh, and they play Navy. They only play eight. They only play oh, eight. So all, that, all, all those arguments that y'all make about. The SEC having only eight conference games. Look at you. You only play eight Power 5 opponents. Uh, Elks70 says, CC equals automatic bid, but not auto, auto top four. Good idea. What, what are you trying to say here? Uh, CC. Not, uh, oh, conference championship oh. equals auto bid, but not auto top four. Good uh, question mark. Uh, good idea. I mean, that's, I think, where you and I could at least agree on, right? That if you win your conference, you should at least get into the playoff guarantee. Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you got to be in the playoff. If you win your conference, my only issue is I don't mind you being in the playoff. I mind you being a top four seed. That's what I mind. I, I just think it's absolutely ludicrous. It, it, you, it's insane. Cody McGee with a four ninety nine dollars super chat says that Notre Dame wants to ha have an auto auto bid uh, in the playoff. Uh, just join a conference. It's not. It's not happening anytime soon. It's. It's just not. I don't think it is either. But again, let's not act like Joe. You would, last thing for me on this. Me and you both play college football. We know what happens when we have a bye week. You. You and I yeah. both know what happens during a bye week. You yeah. come back, re-energize. It's a big, 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 big deal. It's a reason why the NFL. Everybody's trying to do it in the NFL, Joe. It's a massive deal to have that first round. But I, I would also argue, though, as we've seen happen a lot of times, and it's happened to Notre Dame a bunch. Having too many weeks off in between games is also a negative. Yeah, but two and a half weeks isn't that bad. I mean, it's just exactly what the SEC champion will have. They'll have two and a half weeks off. But then Notre Dame is three and a half weeks. And you right? can also look at, you know what you could look at it as? A tune-up game before you got to go play Georgia. What about that? You get a tune-up game for against Liberty before you go and play Georgia. I, I just think to my point that Notre Dame would have to be having – I think that the way that this has been structured, they'd have to have an impeccable season just to get that five and we season. know that's not happening. <laughs> oh, screw you. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're having this argument acting like that this shit's going to actually happen. Okay. I know we're going long on this. That's what she said. Um, Joe, it was reported by Pete Thamel today, too, that the fort, that there was a discussion in Dallas today by the powers that be 
who I guess we just will never know who that is. Um, already are having conversations for in 2026 to expand to 14 teams. Can we pop what the brakes here? Can we can, like seriously? We we talked about this earlier. They're they're trying to pull more money out of this. I'm I am been an expansionist. Twelve teams is the is the perfect number in my opinion. Anything more than that, we're we're just we're just dicking around. We're we're, we're we really are. We're, there are not. There can be an argument made that there are twelve teams in college football, especially last year, that were good enough to maybe sneak their way into a national championship. Realistically, there's probably more closer to six that are good enough to play in a national championship. There are not 14 teams. There are not. And I'd be willing to bet that if we go as far to expand to 14, that they don't find more ways to involve the G5. We don't need 14 teams playing in the playoff. If this is supposed to be some sort of an extra play-in or something, is that how we're going to go about it? It is so goddamn ludicrous to put this into the mix and even put this out there. I pray to God that this does not come through because that that would be so horrible. The only you you bring up something interesting there. Huh. I wouldn't mind it if the play if it's 14 and the play-in game is the G5 opponent. Like you're saying, force the G5 team to play? Force the G5 to play an SEC opponent and see or a Big Ten opponent. Let them play. Okay, hell, play at home, okay? Let the G5 team have a home game. But, you know, you brought up something. Maybe I might change my mind on this. Joe, what if that was a play-in game? And, like, uh, who would have been who would have been left out this year? Oh, oh, oh. Imagine Ole Miss and Liberty in a play-in game. Yeah, they would have completely smoked them. They would have completely smoked them. So you would always get what we, what maybe would solve my problem is not having a G, G5 team in there. You know, I, I, I don't like the 14. So actually, believe it or not, even though we've argued for the last 45 minutes, mm-hmm. I actually, for the first time tonight, kind of agree with you on something, okay, on everything you just said. But then when you said, I wonder if it's a play-in game, my mind starts to wonder. Like, if you if you did do the G5 versus another uh, a Power 5 opponent and you got another Power 5 opponent in there, but they, look, you're on your last leg. You got to beat this team to get in there. I don't know if I wouldn't mind that. I don't know if I wouldn't mind watching Liberty get those cheeks clapped. Uh, well, so, okay, the reason why I'm, I immediately brought that up is that I, I thought of... Look at you with good ideas. See, I knew you be my vice president when I become commissioner. Nobody's nobody's making you a commissioner. Nobody, no, nobody's making you a commissioner. Don't. Please, God, don't. I don't want that job. I immediately thought of March Madness where there's those couple of play-in games where, hey, you didn't really qualify and you're not really good enough, but you can kind of duke it out with somebody and see if you deserve to fit into this that's the only way that like i could maybe maybe put up with this because those are just extra games to watch and that's what we're trying to get out of this that's what the media networks want to get out of this they want just more competition that they can put on air that means something that people are going to tune into 
as long as there's no real implications on this, I, I can at least justify it. Because like you're talking about the two teams scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know, do actually, well, I guess it would be, it'd be probably be four teams fighting to play into the, into the 12 team bracket. No, is that too many? Teams. No, it'd be two teams trying to get that final 12, number 12 spot. So if like you have makes me think of the NBA play in tournament is what it makes me think of. Yeah, I mean now wouldn't that wait, wouldn't that be 13 teams? No, it'd be 14 because say you got 12 teams that are in the playoff. Yeah, 12 there's 12 teams in the playoff, and then we're vacating the 12th oh, spot. You're right. You play between two teams. Yeah, you would be technically 13. Huh. Because so you'd have to have taken out. You'd have to have two play-in games. Ugh. I mean, this is why it's so I, stupid. I don't like, like we, I don't yeah, like I, uh, this is why the whole concept is dumb. There's no way. There's no way to incorporate Bro, 14 teams. You're literally that we're you, putting I in. Tell you what the take that you just had made me think of. What? You just made me so. It's like when you see a girl at a bar and she's got big old hoo ha's, and then you're so excited because you're gonna go home with her, and all of a sudden you get her home and she takes it off and they're fake and they don't look good and her titty nipples are pointed this way. I was so excited about a playing game until you just walked in here and ruined my sideways titty nipple take. That was not go. where that was not where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> my point is is that the only way to justify putting fourteen together is if it is a play in. And at that point, are like, what are we really getting out of that? Are, we're, we're just throwing teams in to just go head first at one another for nothing. Those teams are probably going to be banged up. Those teams are probably, you know, not going to be in a real competitive position and they're probably going to have three or four losses. Right? I would agree. They probably had three or four. Well, no, because LSU was the 14th team and they had three losses. Yeah. So that's you know, what, what you're saying. Three or what four. you're saying is, um, you know who it would be, it would have probably have been Oklahoma state versus, LSU, and it would have probably have been like Liberty versus Ole Miss. You know, like we saw those guys, those teams play. They were fun to watch. You wouldn't want to see that? What do I get out of that? I mean, I don't want – Neither of those teams are going to win a national championship. No, they are not. And look, I told you on Monday, when Georgia and Ohio State play for a national championship this year, I don't want to hear shit. Joe, this is the biggest college football season that we've ever had. It will be the biggest college football season we've ever had because you're going to have a scenario where Notre Dame's got to go to Baton Rouge, LSU's got to go to South Bend, Indiana. One of those things are going to happen. It's going to be the biggest. It's going to be the biggest college football. You can clip this. It's going to be the biggest college football season we've ever had from a from a popularity standpoint. Okay. I'm telling you, they know what they're doing. There's a reason yeah. they're doing this. I don't uh, okay. that. The money is going to be flowing in because everybody knows what's about to happen. Now, I'm not just because I said that I don't want it, and I know that you said to some extent too, does not mean that this isn't going to be highly entertaining. No, it, it it's going to be highly entertaining. It's the biggest the 12, college football season that we've ever had in 2024, without question. That was why in my lead, and I was saying the 12 team is going to be entertaining because 
we have some fringe teams that like maybe something went wrong in the beginning of the season. There's going to be a team in the next five years. There's going to be teams that are like the 10th or, or the eighth seed that go on a historic run at the end of the year that miss their conference championship game and then go on a crazy, crazy run because they caught fire. It, it, it is, it is going to happen. Like I think of like Missouri is a really good example is a team that I think that was just figuring out its identity at the end of the season like that or old miss Imagine is another Missouri one beats Ohio state in Columbia. You think, right. let me ask you a hypothetical question. Is Ryan day fired that next Friday? I think it, I think it, it drastically increases, but this is why it's good. We're, we're removing these shitty bowl games that were backup exhibition games that didn't mean anything. And now Ryan day is, doesn't have the excuse of saying like, Oh, we have the third string quarterback in. It's going to be like, you know, if you get smoked and you go down to your third quarterback, the conversation is going to be, what do you mean you didn't have a quarterback on the roster that was good enough to step in and play in that game? It is going to make things a lot more tense, which is why I have been in support of it. But when we get to 14 and we start talking about 14 is where we have to draw the line. Because then at that point, it's just a fucking circus. I agree. Okay. Do you want to talk about this Kenny, Denny, Kenny Dillingham thing very quickly? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. Very... Or do you Very want to wait and just push it to tomorrow or something? Well, we're not going until we're not going until yeah. Sunday, but all right. Let's talk about Kenny Dillingham really quickly. Go ahead. Uh so he in an interview with Arizona Sports um had made a really great statement. He said, I literally spent nine years of my life doing anything to become a coffee boy. So don't give me the oh, it's hard to be a coach right now. Yeah, it's hard, then quit. I, I thought that this was Perfect. An awesome statement from one of the youngest coaches in the game right now. I, I think that there's a lot of excuse making being made across the sport. And yes, there are people that are leaving because of how difficult it is and looking for jobs in the NFL. It is not at a historic rate, but it is definitely happening. Dillingham is, is spot on here. The younger group of coaches, there's going to be even younger ones in the future. Those are the guys to invest in because they're hungry and they're ready to adapt with the game. You know why older coaches didn't like NIL and are saying these things? Yeah, because they had to change their ways. Bingo. And younger coaches, historically, all of them probably want to see kids get paid. They understand where the kid's coming from. They understand where the player's coming from. Dillingham was with a lot of those kids when they were like, hey, man, what do you mean you just signed a billion-dollar TV deal and we didn't get anything of it? Um, I like Kenny Dillingham a lot. I, I hope things work out for him at, at Arizona State. I, I mean, he's spot on here. And I think – and, Joe, these are the conversations that we have um, with coaches all the time here, okay? I had a I had a guy – you know, we talk about LSU, what it is, what it is. I had a guy at LSU tell me almost identical to what he said. Like, man, what are you talking about? I, he, he's like, dude, I make well over six figures to come to work every day and pick up a phone and call a kid and say, hey, man, will you do you want to come to LSU? Right. Like, like, and, he, and, he, and he, the LSU coach goes, oh, he wants to talk about NIL? Hey, here's the number to our general manager. Well, so you bring up the really good point here, and I mentioned the younger coaches. I think as the actualized future of the sport is Dan Lanning, who has been doing a lot of interviews lately on on three. He's done it with uh, uh, you. You had on Brooks Austin earlier. He was on with him. He's been doing a lot of spots talking about this on like 
he's figured out the formula to really building a roster in the in the modern era. Those that are willing to compete and adapt are going to succeed. Is it difficult? Sure. But anyone who wants to face a challenge and find ways to overcome it is going to run headfirst into this. I, I, I'm all in on Kenny Dillingham, man. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get that program right. Are we? Are we? Um, Kenny, are we Arizona State fans now? Oh, I've always been an Arizona State fan. By the way, I think it's it's newsworthy. I'm gonna get to Elks's comment in just a quick second. Uh, it was reported today too that Adrian Peterson, the great running back at Oklahoma, was selling all of his memorabilia, all of his sports memorabilia, his MVP and all that. He has just come out with a pretty vicious statement talking about how that story is not true. Uh, wow. He was going to sell a lot of his college awards. He has come out, and he is mad, boy. I just thought we should uh, throw that in there. Uh, Elks says, that. Joe, uh, it's on his uh, Twitter channel, or Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, Elks70 said with a $5 Super Chat says, take the top 10 teams, and teams 11 and 12 play the G5 to get in. Kind of does solve our problem. Take the top 10 teams, 11 and 12, play two. They each play a G5 team to get in. That was kind of what I was pitching, though. That was kind yeah. of what I was saying here. Well, 11 and 12, it would just have to be the. But the, that sucks even more, though, because th there's definitely not two G5 teams that are good. You, no, so we'd have to watch right. SMU and Liberty play. Barf. Well, SMU's an ACC team now. Well, last year they would have been. A G5 team. Yeah, the the SMU Mustangs are pretty upset that they are losing their left tackle. They even have media attacking the kid personally. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, where'd the kid go? Uh, SM, or he just went in the transfer portal. He's a graduate a graduate student. Uh, they are pissed. Tough shit. That's what I said. But, you know, a lot of those media up there in Dallas have receding hairlines. All right. We will see you again on Sunday. I thought this was a fantastic show. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had a lot of screaming-worthy topics. I'm glad that we had one today. We hadn't really screamed like that at each other. Shit, we hadn't done that all year. Maybe, maybe, maybe well, we need to do it more. All right. We'll see you all Sunday. Peace. Peace.